You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. I think I'm getting the black lung pop. Last segment to go on this week's episode of The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming, and we're going to talk a little new sports, uh, more specifically Canada West, and uh, even more specifically than that, we're going to Manitoba. The uh, Bisons off to a one and one start this season in Canada West play. Uh, last weekend, a few teams, including the Bisons, went uh, south of the border to play uh, some uh, NCAA exhibition games against uh, their American counterparts. Uh, but we get back at it again this week in Canada West play, and the, the Bisons are here in Alberta. Well, uh, pleased to be joined now by the longtime head coach of the Bisons. That's uh, Mike Sarant. Uh, coach, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are you? Well, thanks, Guy. It's a pleasure to be here, and yes, doing great. Just watching some snow fall down in here in Winnipeg. It's a little early for that. Oh, well. Are, are you guys, uh, you're still in Manitoba, or are you on your way to Calgary now? Uh, we leave uh, for Calgary uh, about uh, four hours from now. We okay. fly out uh, pretty soon here. All right. Maybe just uh, recap the the opening weekend for me. You get the split. Um, a good start. Uh, are you happy with the way you played on opening weekend? Well, uh, mixed, mixed feelings, Guy. Um, our, our goal this year, after coming off uh, not a very good year last year, our goal was to get back in the playoffs. Like typically, uh, Manitoba Bisons, we're you know we're in the top uh, half of our conference and consistently in the playoffs. And uh, last year, we didn't make the playoffs for the first time in as long as I can remember. So our our first goal, Guy, is to get back into the Canada West playoffs, and then of course go from there. Lethbridge is a team that uh, represents. Uh, let's say, uh, one of those uh, opponents that we have to beat out for a playoff position. So our goal going into the weekend at home was to is to get a sweep of Lethbridge, and we played very well. Like I was very proud of our performance on uh, the first game. We won 2 nothing. played a real solid game. Second game, we, we were good, but not good enough, and unfortunately we lost uh, a 5-4 game to Lethbridge, and they were able to uh, earn a, a split against us. But you no, know, had we won both those games, that would have put Lethbridge behind us right off the start and would have put us in a good position. You know, we're we're just in the opening weekend, but that's how tight and uh, competitive is in Canada West that you're already thinking about points for playoffs, even though uh, you're in uh, September. But with the 28-game schedule, and, and as I said, because of the parity, uh, every game is like a playoff game. Yeah, you really can't afford to have a, a two- or a three-game losing streak or you're really behind the eight ball. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, disappointed we didn't get the the win on uh, the second game. But, you know, as I said, we played well, but uh, for us to win, we've got to be at our best. And uh, we weren't quite there and and uh, kind of missed an opportunity. Uh, for you, as you mentioned, uh, the, the Bisons uh, way more often than not are in the playoffs. And I think uh, reading up, I believe this is you're going into year 25 and 19 of the previous 24 years. The Bisons have been in the postseason, so to get back there again, obviously uh, the goal for you. Um, tell me about your team this year, and uh, you mentioned last year was a down year, and I imagine you've uh, added some uh, players since uh, last year's roster that you can think that you think will help you get to the playoffs uh, again this season. Uh, who stands out on your roster as your go-to guys? Yeah, well, well, absolutely. I mean, we don't even look at last year because this year is a completely different team. We have fifteen first-year players, wow. so uh, it's quite a change and. Uh, some of the guys that we picked up to recruiting have had a, a real good uh, start for us. Some players out of the Western League, a couple of defensemen, Brady Puto and Liam Schuller, who played with Regina Pats, and also Matthew Stanley from Swift Current, have stepped in and, and uh, have really been solid additions for our blue line. Um, up front, our, our veteran uh, captain, uh, fifth-year player Adam Henry, he's been outstanding. Uh, 
uh, we're, we believe he's going to have a, an amazing year. And, and I believe Adam is one of the top players in the country at the youth sports level. Uh, Sean Christensen, another fifth year defenseman, assistant captain. He's been real solid for us as well. And, um, We've got a line of uh, Jordy Keane and Lucas Gramita, former Everett Silvertip, and Colton Veloso, who was with Kootenay Ice. Uh, they've been really good for us as well. They, they've been playing um, you know, good two-way hockey, playing with some pace, uh, working very hard, creating a lot of energy, and, and uh, producing some offense. And uh, I guess I, I, you know, I could be, name more. I, I don't want to leave out anybody, but... Sure. Uh, 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 Jonah Wozlik, uh, assistant captain, fifth-year player, uh, he's been outstanding for us. Um, uh, he, him, along with Sean Christensen, Adam Henry, which is our our leadership core, they've been uh, been amazing in in, in their leadership. Uh, consistently high performance levels in games, practices, in the weight room. So those three guys have really, really done an amazing job leading our team uh, early in the season. I watched part of the uh, the first game against uh, Lethbridge uh, that weekend, and uh, one of the things that stood out to me was Riley Lamb. And boy, he gets his first uh, start in Canada West, and it's a shutout. Uh, I don't know that you can, yeah. you can really expect that, uh, but uh, boy, that's a nice way to make your uh, Canada West uh, debut. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. And and we're going to need good goaltending this year, hockey. And and Riley has uh, come in and. And has, as you said, he doesn't get better than that, the start he had. But he's been playing very well for us in the preseason. We also have Tyler Brown, a former Regina Pat Saskatoon Blade, who's coming off uh, a year where he had surgery. So he didn't play last year. So we're expecting some you know, good play from, from Tyler. But you know, he's got a little bit of catching up to do. And, and Jeremy Link had joined us from the Winnipeg Blues and Manitoba Junior Hockey League. So we feel we've got a, a trio of uh, really good goaltenders. And, and that's got to be one of our keys to our success this year um we got a, we're a team with really good character like we've got good people good character people on our team and who work really hard and they play with grit and, and they're committed to playing good team defense plus we need solid goaltending so that's gonna those are the keys to success for us this year is is grit hard work uh solid team defense and good goaltending we're we're uh, let's say we don't have a lot of um explosive uh, offensive power We've got to win games two to one. Well, you're going into Calgary this weekend. I misspoke. You're not playing the Dinos. You're playing Mount Royal this weekend, uh, also down there. But tell me about right. that that matchup and, and uh, what you expect from the Cougars. Well, it's it's going to be a real challenge. Uh, uh, Mount Royal have a really good team. Uh, they're they're deep everywhere. They've got some uh, outstanding forwards. Uh, they had some really good additions this year with Keegan Iverson, who redshirted last year. Riley Lindgren is a really good player for him. Lee's a defenseman and and goaltending. So they're they're a real good team, and uh, now I feel they're going to be in the top three in our conference. So they're going to be a real tough opponent for us. But you know we're coming off a um, um, weekend where we played NCAA opponents down in uh, North Dakota and Omaha, and uh, our guys perform really well. Uh, there's adjustment in North Dakota. Uh, they play at such a, a pace and such speed that it was adjustment for us. And unfortunately, we lost that game 5-1. Um, we have to learn you can't take penalties against those guys. They got four power like holes. So we certainly didn't help our cause. But once our guys got adjusted to the pace, the next uh, couple of days later, we played in Omaha, Nebraska and played very, very well. And they've got a good team in Omaha too. And, and, uh, uh, unfortunately, we lost in a shootout. So we're just coming off playing two real top-end teams, and 
and uh, our, our level rose, and we got to make sure we keep it going that way against Mount Royal. Um, the, the NCAA weekends are, are, are really important for our program uh, for a number of reasons. It's when you play opponents at that level, it's only going to make you better as individuals and as a team. So playing at a faster pace against really talented teams, uh, that's the type of competition you need to get better, to challenge yourself, to, to, to raise your bar. Plus, of course, the, uh, the, the facilities in, in though both those cities are, are outstanding. Um, you know, first class facilities and, in Grand Forks, they had about 10,000 people, and it's just a really unique experience for our guys to go down and, and play in, in those type of environments for, for hockey and also personal development. Yeah, the the Ralph in uh, Grand Forks, the, the the nicest non-NHL building that I've ever been in in my life. Uh, it's uh, it's top notch for sure. Mike Sarant is the head coach of the University of uh, Manitoba Bisons, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, I wanted to expand on that uh, going south of the border and playing the uh, NCAA opponents. I know you play North Dakota every year. That's I mean geographically a nice little fit for uh, both of your fan bases and. The the other opponent that you'll play every year does that change up and how do you decide on on uh, who you're going to square off with? Well, it, it all depends on our calendar, what schedule. If we have a bye weekend, we usually try to get two games in. In the past, we played um, Grand Forks and Bemidji, mm-hmm. which is uh, fairly close to Grand Forks. But well, we started off playing. We had a, a run where we played against Omaha for several years in a row. We 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 kind of discontinued that for a while, but they invited us back last year and. Uh, you know, again, it was a good experience. Uh, the, the hospitality and the competition was, um, you know, first rate. So uh, we decided to go back there again this year. So you're right. Grand Forks, uh, University of North Dakota is our, our annual trip. And it varies depending on who we're going to play and uh, depending on our schedule, too. Um, now, I guess uh, one of the questions would be uh, why, and you touched on why there's importance to it. Do you care about the win-loss record? When's the last time you won one of those games? And I know... There are people south of the border who kind of look at U uh, Sport and say it's a you know a, a big step down from the NCAA, which I would disagree with. We just saw Alberta uh, split and actually beat the number one ranked team uh, south of the border. So we know U Sport is quality, at least uh, on this side of the border, we know that. But uh, when it comes to those exhibition games, do you treat it kind of like preseason and you're still learning about your team, or do you go there uh, intending to win those games? Well, both. Like we're 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 intending to win. Like we're playing to win. Uh, we also will will try to give um, you know, some of our players some. You know, like for example, we used uh, all three of our goaltenders in the two games down there. So right. it's still we're, we're we're playing to win. It's still about development, giving players uh, experience and and also evaluation too to see who can raise their game when uh, when the pace and, and the competition level increases. We haven't beaten North Dakota, uh, but, you know, that's that's not the point. Our, our guys had a, a great uh, great experience down there, and, and we're a better team for having had that opportunity to play them. And, uh, you know, last year we lost in um, in overtime, so, you know, we have had some, some close results against them. Excellent. Um, back home in Winnipeg, uh, now you're sharing a building with uh, the relocated Kootenai Ice, now the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, what's that relationship like uh, with uh, with that group? Uh, it's a fantastic partnership that's uh, benefiting both both groups. A um, uh, number of reasons. You know, first of all, the, uh, the Winnipeg Ice ownership, there's a group of Winnipeg people who are really committed to hockey and development here in our city. 
and uh, they want to make this franchise successful, so they're investing the money. Uh, they have a brand new practice facility, which they they do all their training and practicing out of, and they're going to be building a a 5,000 seat uh, arena adjacent to that practice facility. So they practice in their their training facility, but they play games on campus here. Uh, It it has no uh, conflict with us at all. It has not impacted our practice times or our game times. Uh, We do share our dressing room with them. If we're on the road, they're welcome to use our dressing room. And in return, this group, as I mentioned, are are really committed to making this franchise successful in Winnipeg. They invested almost $2 million into our building. Uh, And we got some, uh, let's say, long overdue improvements to our infrastructure and our our arena. Um, All new glass, uh, uh, video scoreboard, uh, expanded seating. Uh, it just it needed uh, a good refurbishment, and and uh, through the partnership with the ICE, you know, we we realized that. But it goes beyond just the uh, the facilities and the infrastructure. Uh, we've got a really good relationship with the GM Matt Cockle, Winnipeger, and of course uh, James Patrick is also a Winnipeger, their head coach. And where we also hope to benefit is that the ICE graduating players, if they're not going to sign contracts in the American League of NHL that they'll stay here and play for the Bisons. Uh, we obviously are very aggressive in our recruiting and, and we look at recruiting Western Hockey League players um, and it, it's been a challenge not having a Western League team in our city for all these years. Having them right in our own backyard is no question helping us in scouting but also in that uh, connection to recruit the players from the ice to become Bisons in the future. Well, you led right into my next question because that's where I was going to go. I mean, Saskatchewan has uh, has the Saskatoon Blades right there and the Pats, obviously, in Regina uh, for that team. And Lethbridge has got a team, Calgary, Edmonton, all have WHL teams, so they have that um, that relationship well-established to this point. So I wondered if that was going to be something that you could explore. And, and quite honestly, the relationship between Canada West and, and U-Sport in general and the WHL and that scholarship package, um, I mean, it's it's a really strong partnership anyway, isn't it? It is. It's uh, it, it's a great opportunity for these guys if they don't get the the Western Hockey League graduate players. And, um, you know, that's where U-Sports fits into the Canadian hockey model. We're after junior league. Like, we're not competing with the Western League for players. Right. We would recruit their graduating players. And if they don't quite get the right pro deal at the time that they finish their Western League career, they can still come to Canada West and come to the University of Manitoba, start their education. It's paid for by the Western League Scholarship Fund. They also get scholarship money from us, and and they're going to still develop. Like we very much see our program, uh, and same with the other Canada West schools, as development programs where players can come to our program, continue to get better, and still receive pro opportunities in the future. Uh, just from last year's team with the Bisons, we had uh, – our goaltender, Byron Spriggs, go to the Manitoba Moose Camp in the American Hockey League and, and did really well. Uh, Cameron Nault uh, from the Bisons is still with the Moose. And we had Zach Frankel uh, go down to, I believe it was Charlotte in the American League, to their camp. And, you know, he, he might end up in the East Coast League. So we've got players who are going to the American League, to the East Coast League, and and several of our guys go overseas and play to Europe, uh, play in Europe. Our uh, captain, Brett Stowen, uh five-year player from um, Western Hockey League. He was captain of Saskatoon Blades before he came to the Bisons. Uh, he signed overseas in Europe and has, is having a, 
know, a, a, an awesome experience over there, hockey and life as well. Do you see the quality of Canada West and U Sport in general, the U Sport hockey, just improving year after year? And because I, I think there's sort of the notion from a lot of casual, maybe NHL fans who look at U Sport as maybe, well, that's the place where they, that uh, failed WHLers go to finish out their career. But like you said, it's a development league too, and you get five years of eligibility. You can continue to play high caliber hockey and go to the AHL or the ECHL or Europe after that. If there, I mean, there are some players who end up getting yeah. NHL deals too. Yeah, there's there's no doubt that. Hey, when I'm recruiting, I don't want to just want to finish off their career and and come here. Right. We want guys that are still driven to get better. They want to win, and they're still driven to get better and go on and play pro. That's the type of players we want. Guys who are driven to work hard and get better. And yes, I've seen the caliber of youth sports uh, improve every year. We're getting more Western League players in our conference who uh, maybe at one time would have gone to the East Coast Hockey League, but fewer of those players are going to the East Coast League. They'll come to youth sports first, and then they, they can go to the Coast or the American League or Europe, and some even to the NHL, as you mentioned. Right. So there's been a big change over the years where in the past, those guys who were you know, kind of East Coast level would, would most likely go to the coast. Now they're utilizing their their uh, Western Hockey League scholarship package and recognizing this is great hockey. Like I was just talking to Liam Scholler, our, I mentioned him as one of our recruits from uh, Regina Pats about how he's enjoying the hockey and and his comments are, this is great hockey. Like it's just, uh, um, it's underrated. Like people don't realize how good this hockey is and I think people who come out and watch Canada West Hockey for the first time, that's the common sentiment is, wow, we didn't, we didn't know how good this hockey was. And, yeah. and it is. It's fast. It's physical. It's intense. There's some very talented players in here, and, and they play hard. They play for the right reasons. They're not playing for money or for contracts. They're playing for passion and love of the game, and uh, it shows with how hard guys play in this league. And, and yeah, they still go on and want to develop and, and want to get pro opportunities. I mean, we, we have scouts out uh, uh, in our home opening game. We had scouts from the Winnipeg Jets at both games. Yeah. So uh, they're watching. And this is a league where you can still get noticed. Well, you're reading my mind again because that's where I was uh, going to wrap up with. Uh, you said it's underrated, and I I agree. I think uh, youth sport hockey is definitely underrated and, and maybe underappreciated by, by hockey fans. But I wondered how under-scouted it was by NHL teams. And I'm starting to get the impression that there's a lot more of them coming to games more often. Uh, and you just touched on it. You had guys uh, already at opening weekend. Yes, uh, I agree. It just seems that the NHL teams are investing more and more into scouting and getting more staff on. I mean, this is a trend that's been over, not just a recent trend, but it's been happening over the years. That the, You know, they're, they're getting huge... Uh, uh, investment in their players and drafts and they need to get it right. So they're investing in their scouting and they're adding more scouts and, and, uh, we are seeing certainly an increase in the number of scouts who are coming out to our games. Yeah. And I'm impressed with the hockey too. Like I, long time, uh, NHL player, Winnipeg Jets, uh, star of Thomas Steen. This is going back a ways, mm-hmm. but, uh, he's now scouting for the Jets and I was chatting with him, um, after the game and, and he, he was really impressed. He, he didn't realize again uh, how good the quality of this hockey in our league was. Yeah, I don't think, uh, you don't have to go to Malmo anymore to find a, a good 23, 24 year old. You can go to Manitoba uh, and do that. <laughs> there you go. Coach, I really appreciate your time. Uh, good luck this weekend against Mount Royal and uh, hope we can chat again. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, it was a pleasure to be on and uh, we appreciate your interest in 
the Manitoba Bisons and in youth sports hockey. Mike Sorant, head coach of the Manitoba Bisons uh, here on the Pipeline Show as we continue to uh, get more familiar with uh, Canada West and youth sport hockey in general. I think next week perhaps we'll uh, head out east to the AUS, but uh, don't have concrete plans on that just yet. But the uh, Bisons are in action this weekend against uh, Mount Royal, uh, taking on the Cougars. Notice the Cougars, there's two Cougars in uh, Canada West. There's only eight teams. Two of them share a name, Mount Royal and Regina, both uh, called the Cougars. What is this, the CFL? Come on! Drives me a little bit batty with uh, all the NCAA teams that have uh, the same uh, nicknames as well, but uh, what are you going to do? That wraps up this week's episode of the Pipeline Show. Thanks to all four guests that you heard from this week, and thanks to their reps, uh, their media contacts for each team for helping set up those interviews. Next week on the show, I actually, as of right now, don't have any concrete plans uh, in terms of which guests I'm going to be lining up. Uh, in Canada, Monday is a holiday, so this weekend's a, uh, a long weekend, uh, but it will be a busy one. The uh, Oil Kings in action uh, twice this weekend, and in case uh, for those who are outside of the uh, the Edmonton market, uh, big news here locally, uh, Corey Graham back on the uh, broadcast for the home games. Uh, he had to sit out all of last year after uh, massive back surgery uh, and is still uh, not capable of going on the road just yet with the team, but uh, eager to get back in the booth. So he's going to be doing play-by-play at home. Andrew Peard will still be doing play-by-play on the road. Uh, and because the station uh, doesn't want to have uh, three guys, well, I'm, I get the short straw, unfortunately, for me. So I won't be on the broadcast for the rest of this season, uh, except sporadically, here and there. I'm still going to do color on the road, like in Red Deer. And uh, in case one of those two guys is sick or something like that, I'll, I'll be filling in. So I, I'll still be around. Uh, but the, uh, the bigger story here is Corey Graham back in the booth. Andrew Peard will be doing uh, my job uh, for the home games and uh, Corey's job on the road. Uh, but I will be at uh, both games this weekend. Calgary and Portland are in town, and who knows, might have a conversation with somebody from one of those two teams uh, that I can share with you next week. Uh, we'll have a, a 2020 draft spotlight segment, an NCAA campus report, obviously a CHL insider, and uh, so lots to get to, I'm sure, next week. But uh, as of right now, don't have a, a, an official uh, game plan just yet. Thanks to everybody who signed up on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, patreon.com slash The Pipeline Show. It's where you can find this show on Patreon. And uh, for two bucks a month, you can have early access to all of these interviews. You know, I might do an interview on Tuesday, uh, and then half an hour later, it's up on the Patreon page. As soon as I'm able to edit it and put it together, uh, you can hear it. And then the show comes out on Friday or sometimes on a Saturday. Uh, But uh, patrons have early access to uh, all of those interviews sometimes for three or four days before the full show comes out so if that would interest you then i would encourage you to go to patreon.com slash the pipeline show and uh, sign up i really appreciate everybody who has done that and there's been a lot of people who have signed up here over the last two or three months uh, which i'm grateful for well that's it for uh, today's show between now and next week make sure you get out watch some junior or college hockey so that you and i can talk about it next week here on the pipeline show until then my name is Keith flaming see ya